Praise the Lord. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Well, we have had German. We have sung in Latin. And uh, I'm going to try to preach in English. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Thank the Lord. Just... I don't, uh, we've got to speak in tongues. There's no language that will really express it. Even if in speaking in tongues you use another language, we're mostly talking from somewhere deeper than here to praise him. I want to speak tonight, since this is a leadership service, capping it off for the year, I hope, that leadership is uncomfortable because leadership is challenging. I guess I could say if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, I'm going to be reading from the message this evening. I was kind of wondering about using that translation. I sent this in to the AV team last night, and uh, then this morning our pastor used the message in just a thought, so I thought, it's all right then. I'll just follow along with that. It's Philippians chapter number 3, beginning with verse number 12. Paul speaking in... uh, a very loose vernacular of our day. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made. But I'm well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. And I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us, If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, uh, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that you're on the right track, let's stay on it. Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course, headed for the same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is easy street. They hate Christ's cross. But easy street is a dead end street. 
Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Their belches are their praise. <laughs> and they all, all, they can, all they can think of is their appetites. I put that last part in there because of the humor of it. Uh, sometimes we think that uh, someone to be a leader, to be a, a, a spiritual example, has to be completely serious. And I think we've just had a great example of how that's not so. <laughs> we, we <laughs> now, ministry has two major, or I guess you could put it a, a major job, but it's in two parts. And the first is that ministry is to comfort the afflicted. And the flip side of that is that we are also to afflict the comfortable. If you get too settled, if leaders get too calcified, we need a little shaking up. And uh, that's uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable. Leadership is uncomfortable because of the challenge that is involved in it. And one of the challenges of leadership is working with people. It'd be great to be a, a leader if you didn't have to work with people. It'd be so much easier. Uh, and people, don't get me wrong, people generally mean well, but they have problems. They've got personal problems. They've got family problems. They have problems on the job. They have financial problems. All those problems affect how you deal with them and how they deal with you and what you can get done and what they don't want to do and how they feel about all of these things. And, and uh, sometimes people have vision problems. They just don't see. I, I, several years ago, just before we moved up here, many of you know that I lost the sight in my right eye. I had a detached retina. And uh, I, I, I went blind in that right eye. That is the darkest black you will ever not see. But in that, in that time when I was going through all of that situation and two surgeries for it and, and uh, missing more church than I had missed in nearly 50 years and uh, just going through it, I prayed a prayer. Oh, Lord, if I lose my sight, please don't. Let me lose my vision.
Do you follow the difference of the terminology? If I lose my sight, please don't let me lose my vision. You could flip that. I'd rather have my vision than my sight. Let me keep that. People are great in aggregate. Deal with a, a group of people and you get them all together and, and, and everything that's going on. I, I've been in general conferences where the Spirit of the Lord would move in and, and you could just see it, feel it as it, it went from the Spirit of the Lord moving from one side and and down the bleachers and across the, the floor and then up the other side and almost like it was bouncing as a wave and, and then come back down across the, that great congregation. Oh, it was wonderful. It was marvelous. It was beautiful. But as great as we can be all together, we can be so frustrating as individuals. I, I think of... Balaam, when he was standing on the mountaintop, several mountaintops, looking out across the nation of Israel as they were scattered in the plain before him, and, and uh, the shout of a king is among them. Oh, all of these beautiful things. And he had a totally different view of it than Moses did down there fussing with uh, Korah and Dathan and Abiram and all of the other situations that he had to deal with. I remember one time, now this will tell you that it was many, many years ago, when I was youth president in Oklahoma and I was running a, a youth camp, and I was in the midst of, of trying to, to keep things in order and going in, in the way that they ought to, and I was... Uh, running from place to place and doing all that I could to, to keep it going. I, was, uh, I have often described those days and in those situations that I was busier than a one-armed paper hanger in a high wind with the itch. It was just, uh, I, I could never get everything done that, that needed to be done, it seemed like. And there was a uh, in, in one of these camps, there was a, a man who came. He was a uh, pastor of a church, and he, was, he had not been invited to come. And he was not working in any project. He was not supervising a dorm. He was not teaching a class. He was not picking up trash. He was not doing anything. Until... The day that I was walking from one job to another from the dining hall back up to the office, and he stopped me. I'm not going to call his name because though he's dead, he still has relatives. <laughs> and for a solid hour, I could not, even with my slickest, smoothest moves, get away from him. While he told me all of the things that I was doing wrong 
leading the youth camp and being the president of the youth department in the state. He had a long list. Brother Marsh, you should have just turned and walked away. Well, uh, maybe I should have. But you've got to determine how you're going to deal with people. And it can many times vary from person to person, depending on not only what you are, but what their situation is. And I knew this man was very, very frustrated. Busy as I was, he needed someone to listen to his gripes. And he didn't get rid of all of them that day because he, he stayed what he was. But I thought of the situation that prevailed many, many years later that I had such a relationship with him that passed on to his family that when he died, his family asked me to be a part of the honor guard at his funeral. You see, he just needed to vent. And I helped him. I didn't solve any problems. I didn't really change the way I was doing anything as youth president or as supervisor or principal or whatever title they had stuck on me for the, the youth camp. But it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to stand there and listen to him. It was uncomfortable. Maybe that's not the way you would do it, but at that moment, at that time, with that situation, I needed for his sake in order to be able to have his confidence as his leader in years to come. It just worked out. Leadership is uncomfortable because of the challenge of coping with situations. I, I have been involved with enough leaders through the many, many years that I've, uh, I've been in, in positions like that. I was, I was elected to my first out of local church leadership position when I was uh, in February of 1969, when I was 24 years old. If you want to do the math, it comes up. But uh, the only constant about situations is that they change. And you can get your plans all set and everything just so smooth and so nice. And this is the way it's going to be. And about 30 seconds later, sometimes 25, things begin to shift and change. The, the only constant thing about the about change is that it's variable. The speed, the intensity, whether you're facing a personal situation change, a local, national, sometimes even global 
can, can have an effect on your little bitty plans right there for between breakfast and lunch. They can be in economic plans or situations. How, how the economy is doing can have great bearing on, on every one of us in what we are planning to do. And Oh, I, I'd, I'd like to do this and do that and the economy turns around one way or the other and the whole situation's changed. There's the situation of the environment. No, I'm, I'm not talking about tree hugging and all of that. I'm talking about the weather. Do you realize that one of the major factors that will be involved in how many people come to your funeral will be what's the weather like that day? Is it a nice sunshiny day? Or is there 17 inches of snow that fell last night? Makes a difference. Is it so hot that the cars are melting? Or is it raining to the point where you start looking around to see if there's an ark nearby? Leadership means that you have to be ready to change, to shift. I, I thought of an, a situation that came up many, many years ago. Before we built a church that had a baptistry, we baptized everywhere that, that we could find a place to baptize. I've baptized in, in uh, hotel swimming pools. We've gone to neighboring churches and borrowed their uh, there's baptistries. I have baptized for quite some time. It, it seemed like that uh, the best place, the quickest place, uh, was in a cow pond. We had some folks that were associated with the church, and they had this big pond out uh, near their house. And so we'd go out there, and, and uh, we'd baptize in that cow pond. And, and uh, I remember... One, one of the early times I was baptizing there. Now, you don't realize when you're, you've got a, a nice baptistry how much you move when you're baptizing somebody, how much you shift around. But fortunately, this time, it was a, 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 a smallish woman that I was baptizing. I thank the Lord for years that it was a small woman that I was baptizing because I got out in that cow pond and she was out there and, and I started to baptize her and I realized as I put her under the water and started to bring her back up that I was stuck in the mud. And I, I could not make the, the, I had to cope with the situation. We just cope with situations. Now, this, is, this next is the major one. Those, those were just leading up to it. Leadership 
is uncomfortable because of the challenge of keeping ourselves fit to be of use in the kingdom. This one is the most uncomfortable because it's internal. Dealing with people can be difficult, but you can walk away and leave that alone. You can take a break. You can say, let's continue this discussion tomorrow or next week or next year. Or I'll see you in 10 years. Come back. If it's still a problem, then we'll, we'll deal with it again. You can wait, and the weather will change. The clouds will part. The snow will melt. The heat will abate. The economy will turn around. The war will stop eventually. The economic situation will go in a different direction. But it's a little hard to get away from yourself. The thing is that we dislike change. Anybody here been uncomfortable in the last three or four years with some of the changes that have come? I'm not asking for a show of hands. I'm just asking for you to think. Our, we got stuck and things were moving. And we were having to, to, to readjust. The change that we like least is that change that comes on the inside that then has to result in exterior changes. I'm talking about leadership. If we don't change internally, if we stay the same, it won't be long until we're not leading anymore. We'll just be out for a walk. New information comes to us and outdates the old. It casts an un unaccustomed light on what we were comfortable with. We're in the middle of that right now. You're going to have to be awful uncomfortable with what goes on and went on Wednesday night. To be more uncomfortable than some of this made me. Oh, Brother Moss, you've got this all figured out. You got it all settled. You've answered all the questions. You fought all the battles. Uh, not necessarily. Now I'm not going to tell you what my what my turmoil about all of this was Wednesday night. 
or what it may still be tonight. Because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about all of us as leaders. I've got to adjust. If I run into a situation, I can't just stop and say, I'm not going any farther, but I'm still going to be the leader. And it does mean that, that I, as you all so many times, it may not be with some of this stuff, but you'll run into something that, that causes you to come to a place where the only thing you can do is reevaluate and begin to look at things in maybe a little different light that you had seen them to this point. Leadership. Leadership means I need to keep reading. Leadership means I need to keep thinking. Oh, Brother Moss, you're so old, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. You can, you can just coast from here. Well, maybe I could, but I don't want to. Because the best of my memory is from all I can, can think about is that you can coast for a while, but you coast longest only downhill. Being forced to acknowledge, much less confront uh, some new level within us, to deal with something we've never dealt with before, to deal with something in a new way that we have not dealt with before, is always very uncomfortable. If you ever quit changing, processing, progressing, you're through. It's over. Turn in your card. If you ever stop, living things grow or die. They adapt or they get left behind. I remember when I was in high school. Boy, that's been a day or two ago. It's easier to remember things like that than what I had for breakfast. But I remember as, as I was dealing with some, some technology of, of that day that my parents both of whom went as far as the eighth grade in school, didn't understand some of what I was dealing with in, in, the, in, the, in school and in, in technology. And, and I said to myself, I am going to promise myself I will never get behind like that. And then technology took off. 
And I'm so far behind, I can't even see the dust. It's already settled. But I can keep going. I can keep studying. I can keep reading. And I can keep wrestling with things as they come up. And come up, they will. You may get frustrated. Like the little boy that came in from kindergarten, he was so upset. He was complaining to his mother. He said, I can't read. I can't write. And they won't let me talk. It reminds me of my nephew Clayton, my brother's son. Clayton had started kindergarten on Monday. My parents were there to visit on, I guess it was Tuesday. Clayton didn't have this thing figured out real well. And so when he came in from kindergarten class on Tuesday after starting on Monday, he came to my mother and he said, Grandma, just three more days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. He thought kindergarten was over after three days. Three more days. Three more days. Three more days, Grandma. Now, the next Monday, you got to start again because you don't get it all even the first time through. It's never easy to take up a, a new math concept. You may say, I can read and write and cipher a little, and that's good enough. Well, it, it might be good enough if you're not running a store. It might be good enough if you're not uh, figuring something as a nurse. I, I'd like to, if I have to go to the hospital and have medication, I'd like to have a nurse that can do more than just read, write, and cipher a little. If I'm going to fly on an airplane, I'd like for it to be designed by somebody who can do a little more than read and write and cipher a little. I, I was in classes for designing planes and spaceships and so on, when the Lord changed my direction and I wound up as a preacher. But there are some things you only do when you conquer the concept. And it's, it's, after a while it gets to the point where it's generally not easy to take up that new math concept. And you've got to, got to work on it and spend some time at it. And then when you get that mastered, it's time to go to the next one. I see, keep seeing this little thing. Another day has passed, and I did not use algebra. Oh, yes, you did. If you took algebra, you've used it. Now, you may not realize you've used it 
But algebra is not just about finding X and figuring out Y. Somebody said your X is gone and don't ask why. But you see uh, behind me, a lot of the things or several of the things that algebra teaches you. I've boiled it down to algebra teaches you to think clearly, logically, sequentially, and then all of this other stuff that's up there as well. When you fight internal battles, you may think that it has no relation to anything in everyday life. But like algebra, what happens in here and in here will determine your level of leadership. It will determine what skills you have to bring to the table to do the job that is set before you. What makes us think it'll ever be easy to look at who we are and who we are in God? What makes us think that we've got it, we've got it all figured out, and we're different than Paul. Uh, Paul said, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made. Well, boy, I can hold his hand, and we can walk together. Because after all of these many years, and you realize I've been in the ministry longer than Paul was? But though I've got more time in, I've not got necessarily more figured out about walking with God. If you're going to lead, if you are going to lead, and that's what this service is about, if you're going to lead, you've got to go somewhere. And that can be uncomfortable. Let's stand and let's worship the Lord.